Good evening and welcome once again to the Slanted Hallway. You know, this morning I received some rather sad news. I'm sorry to say that my old mentor, Augustine Hickenlooper, the man who gave me my first job in radio washing copy paper, has passed away. Death, I suppose, comes for us all, whether it be through the winnowing of age or being crushed by a safe full of baby grand pianos. It comes for us all. But what, dear listener, if it didn't have to? What if the great men of the mind could find a way to stretch their lives into eternity? Well, dear friends, in tonight's tale of horror, Darren Hutchinson, owner of the Laramie Industrial Mining Concern, will attempt to do exactly that. The Slanted Hallway presents Someone Like Me. To be clear, that is the name of the episode. I bear no resemblance whatsoever to the fellow in the story. All right. Someone Like Me. Again, that's the title. Okay. to see me, Mr. Hutchinson? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, no one told me uh, what, uh, what, what, what it was about, uh, so should I, should I just go over everything I, I prepared? Is there something uh, specific you want? <coughs> Mr. Hutchinson, I, I have the contract for constructing the new mill in Pittsburgh for you. I, I also have a report on the new mines in Illinois. Um, I'm sorry to say it's not looking very good, uh, but, but perhaps if, if we just dig harder, some iron will show up. So sh- should I just leave this all on your desk? Mr. Hutchinson? Mr. Hutchinson, are you okay? Do you know what they used to call me back before I had this steel empire? Uh... Mr. Hutchinson? That too. People were more polite back then in those days. But I meant more my nickname. What the other magnates of the day called me. You know what that was? No. When I bought up my first scrap of mineral rights, they called me Darren the Baron. Because I was a landowner, yes. But because they thought I'd be a failure. So, it was Darren the Baron and Darren the Baron? Ah, that's so cruel. Oh, yes, cruel and clever. I was gonna say that. That's some fun A to C work, sir. Naturally. Before the... Age of boardrooms and golf clubs. All us industrialists just had to hang out at the Second City. 
Oh, what I wouldn't give to see. J.D. Rockefeller's object work just one more time. He has been gone for some time, sir. Or Gould and Fisk doing questions only. Or, or even just one more game of zip-zap-zop with Carnegie. I'd, I'd give my whole empire for just one more scene. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. It must be very hard being so decrepit. You don't know the half of it. I've got cancer. <gasps> sir, really? Oh, yeah. I'm filled with it. In mumps, rubella, tennis gout, trucker's cheek. I could go on. Bowler's foot, lymphoma, typhoid fever. It seems a life in the mines has withered me to little more than a husk. That's not true, sir. You're full of life. You've got so many good years ahead of you. Why, just think of all the rivers you haven't poisoned. The children who are forced to go to school because they don't live near one of your sweatshops. You've got so much more to give, sir. You're too sweet. But I don't need any cheering. I'm a very sick, dying old man, and I know it. I, I don't want to believe that, Mr. Hutchinson. Well, then believe this. The doctor says if they cure my cold, my skin will fall off. Apparently the extra mucus is the only thing still holding me together. My soul is willing, but my body is too weak to carry on my work. And you've decided to leave the company to me, because I'm pure of heart. What? No, no, never. This company is mine. And mills and foundries, I know. I, I, I mean it belongs to me, and me alone. And the shareholders, I guess. Well, then, uh, why exactly am I here? Because I do need you. I need your help. How long have you been my assistant? Four weeks, sir. Yes! Four glorious weeks. And in that time, you've done very good work, you know that? Well, I got through the training pretty quick, but... Mostly, I've just been participating in the company sports leagues. And that's exactly what I mean, my boy. You've shown strength, courage, fortitude, endurance, and all the other synonyms for vigor. Thank you? No, assistant. Thank you. You see, for years, I've worked to prolong my life, but every trick has failed. No number of cigarettes or hours in the vibrating belt. No amount of leeches on my protruding veins have shown any sign of helping. But then, after many careful hours of study, I found the answer to eternal life. Is it good deeds that will live on forever? No. It's replacing my ruined body with someone exactly like me. And... You see yourself in me? Please stop. You're not helping. I'm, I'm just yes-anding you, sir. Well, good improv is doing exactly what your scene partner wants. 
Now, please listen. It's not that I see me in you. It's that I see you in me. Uh... I need your youthful blood. Just one single drop for this. My God! Yes, I am. For like God, I have forged a new life. Perfect clones of me. They shall live on long after I'm dead. Each of them replacing the last in an ever-ending cycle of me. Why do you need my blood? Because they are too perfect. They are just as weak and fragile as I am currently. My rancid cells cannot produce new life. Just more old, withered life. And if I say no? Well, then I'll just kill you and take all your blood. No matter what you say, I'm taking your blood. Do you understand? <sighs> yes, sir, I do. Good. So, you'll help? Can I think it over? Miss Sneer, send in the doctors. I've got what I need to continue my work. And so the stage is set for eternal life. Will Darren Hutchinson's mad plan guarantee eternity? Or will unforeseen problems arise? Well, let's just say, if it were the former, this would be a pretty bland story. All right, so there was a bunch of technical mumbo-jumbo about how cloning works, but I cut all that out. So now we rejoin Darren the Baron at the moment of the first clone's birth, the very moment when he cheated death. Ooh. <laughs> What's taking so long, Dr. Brown? I need this clone today. I've got a meeting and a dentist appointment both scheduled for 10 a.m. These things take time, Darren. No amount of, uh, shouting and cane-waving will make the process go any faster. Mm -hmm. How much longer? I'm adding in the last of the protein packets now. Once the crystals dissolve, the clones should be strong enough to begin breathing on their own. Oh, good, good. We can't have any more screw-ups. Watching that last one crumple under the weight of the atmosphere is something that will haunt me forever. Okay, I'm adding boiling water to the powder now. I've got the timer set for exactly two minutes. Be sure to use a whisk to prevent lumping. Yes, yes, that's what I'm doing. Can you get me a quarter cup of cool water? What, do I look like a waiter? What am I paying you for? Fine, fine, I'll get it myself if you're too busy standing around. You should have prepared it earlier so you wouldn't have to leave the bowl unattended. Well, until we add the cool water, the powder is unlikely to congeal. It's not that it isn't congealing, it's just that... It's at too high a temperature for the structure to develop. All right, adding in the cool water now. Here, use this bunt cake dish to enhance the appearance of the final product. Thank you, sir. I'll add celery for added crunch. Yes, of course. The crunch will add to the overall mouthfeel, while also training their precious mouths to bark orders. And there you go. 
Now we just put the whole thing in the fridge for at least four hours until the mixture is solid and not sticky to the touch. Four hours? I haven't got that much time. Not to worry. Here's one I prepared earlier. Oh, delightful. We can garnish with mayo to taste. You know, every time I prepare this protein slurry, I'm reminded of the time my family... Silence. I need your expertise, not your life story. Feed those tubes of flesh and birth my new body. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Jeez. All right. Tube one going in. Yes. Yes, eat my pretty. Tube two, going in. My future captains of industry. Tube three, going in. Uh, well, this, this one's a little malformed, but it would be a tragedy if something happened to that cluster of cells. Tube four. Just do them all. I can see there's no need to explain it. Okay, then. Yes, yes. Look at all them feeding. Ah, number 12 seems to be particularly ravenous. His tube is already empty. Wait, did I feed that one? How could you have lost track? Well, someone told me to keep my mouth shut, so, It's you know. no matter. He's ready. Why, just look at his charts. His heart beats like a racehorse. He eats like a lion. I think it's time for him to come out of the tube. Well, Darren, I am a doctor, and I think it's a really... I'm not asking, Dr. Brown. Release my spawn. Okay. Beginning drain sequence. Raise the tube. Raising the tube. Look at him. Bald, wrinkled, covered in urine, and crying his head off. Just like his father, sir. It's remarkable. He's the first clone to hold its shape in your hand, Mr. Hutchinson. Yes, and his bones aren't falling out his back. You've done good work here today, Dr. Brown. Assuming he doesn't spontaneously combust, I'd say this is our first true success. Yes. You'll be poisoning poor people's drinking water before we even know it. <laughs> How many hours until it's full-grown, Doctor? Uh, what do you mean by that? Until it can replace me. Until it's a man. Well, uh, How many hours? To meet that criteria, it would take... Uh, I answer um, me! 157,680 hours, give or take a few minutes. What? So, so what, like 9 a.m., 9.45? No, it's approximately 18 years from now. Though his brain will continue to develop for another seven years after that. So then I'm not holding a superhuman in my arms. In a manner of speaking, yes. But more realistically, no. It's just a baby. So you mean to tell me I've spent all this time and all this money and all I've got to show for it is a fleet of babies? No, sir. One full baby, a flotilla of fetuses. All oh, damnation! I demanded clones, not infants. Well, what did you think was going to happen? There are clearly babies in all these tubes. I, 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 I don't, I don't know. I thought they would, I, I sort of, you know, I thought they would turn into adults when we let them out. I, I thought they'd age really fast, you know. That would just make them die faster. 
And then we just make more. It's not rocket science. God, this, this constant incompetence. This is the exact reason I need these clones. C can you make the rest of them age quickly? <laughs> Obviously not. Well, 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 then just let them all out. The sooner I can be out of this hell, the better. Darren five, put that down. Darren three, only food goes in our mouth. If you can't share, then you're not going to get any toys at all. Come in. Come in, D D Darren seven. I swear I brought you into this world and I can take you right back out. Mr. Hutchinson, I have those reports you asked for. Which reports? I didn't ask for any reports and I would know. Yes, you did. Regarding the Pennsylvania ore deposits? Right. Yes, Pennsylvania. I did ask for those. Sorry, I've, I've been busy with all these kids here. You know, parenthood isn't as easy as everyone says it is. No, sir. It, it doesn't look like it. Let me just refill this wolf statue with formula so they can eat. Go put the report on my desk. Sure. Just here? You fool! That's clearly a changing station. The desk is over there under the mobile. Ah, a new desk. Yes. I had the old one thrown out when I brought in all the kids. This new one is of my own design. It puts every single mother to shame. You see, I've put a piece of plywood on top of this baby cage. You mean crib? Yes, baby cage. And anyway, now I can work and monitor their sleeping. Be sure they have dreams of industry. Well, that all sounds good. I'll just leave it here. And when you have time, you can read it. I have time now. What? Do you think I've lost my edge? <laughs> Let me just strap a few of these little Darrens into the climbing wall, and I'll take a peek at it. Oh, it's going to require more than a peek, sir. Why? Is something wrong? Am I losing money? Sir, you've been losing money for a while now. Impossible! How could that be? I'm still the same titan of industry I've always been. Of course, sir. It, it's, it's just that the board feels you've been a little inattentive as of late. It seems that your judgment isn't quite what it used to be. My... my... My, my, my judgment is fine. I just, I just haven't had a wink of sleep in the last few weeks, but it hasn't affected me at all. Not to be the bearer of bad news, but the board doesn't see it that way. Well, I'll show those upstarts how a true genius runs a company at the next meeting. Oh, you're, you're going. Of course I'm going. It's my company. Well, it's starting now. My God. It's Wednesday already? I, come, help me put these baby Bjorns on my back. Your back? Yes, I shall carry my spawn like the mighty toad. <sighs> Hurry now, I've got a company to save. And that's why I prefer Particle and HPL when finishing a cabinet. Thank you. What is going on here? Why is there so many two-by-fours in this room? Well, it's a board meeting. Ah, so you admit it. A board meeting without the majority shareholder? 
this company's founder. You fools thought you could escape me by staging it here in the mountains of Iowa. But I am wise to all of you. I was the first person to have a shareholder meeting in the most inconvenient location imaginable. And now you deign to use my own tricks against me. It's, uh, uh, it's not like that at all, sir. What's your name, peasant? That would be Mr. DeBoard, sir. Your first name, you grubby maggot. I'm in no mood for pleasantries. Chairman. Well then, Chairman DeBoard, what is it you do here? I want to know how easy it will be to replace you once I grind you into a rough powder that I can use to saw through boulders. I am the chairman of the board, sir. Perfect. Then I can just replace you with me. Believe me, you sniveling, shellless snails. Uh, do you mean a slug? That's what you'll be getting in the back of the head as your retirement package. Now listen. I don't know what the rest of you idiots are trying to do, but know this. I run this company. I have since before most of you were even born. I saw a charity named Laramie Industrial Mining, and I knew it could do more than just knit stocking for Civil War veterans. I knew it could be the largest company in the world. And so I made it. I knew it was meant to rip the very earth apart and feel around in her nubblies, and I did it. But far more important than my lavish resume is the simple fact that I'm the majority shareholder, and for that reason, I will always be the head of this company. Is that so? As a matter of fact, it is. Try as you might to remove me, I've buried my Tick-like head so deep into this place, you'll be tweezing for years and years and years before you get rid of me. All right, all in favor of removing Mr. Hutchinson as head of the company? Aye. All opposed? Nay. Ah, there you have it. I may have a smaller voice than a room full of suits, but I've got more shares than any of you. Majority rule. Uh, not anymore, sir. What do you mean? Uh, per your own instruction, the majority of your stake in the company has been doled out to a number of new investors. You don't mean... That's right, that wet sack of babies is the deciding vote. Well... Well, they vote... Well, they vote against the measure. Don't you, sweet lumps? I'm sorry, sir, but that's not how this is going to work. They must cast a real vote. Fine, 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 but... But how? Well, let's put the babies in the middle of our extra-long business table, and whichever side they crawl to is their vote. Mm. You've got yourself a deal. All right, let's have ourselves a clean fight, no interference, and wherever the babies go, that's the vote. Sounds good to me. Release the sack of neonates! Come here, little guys. Come here. You said no interference. Oh, dash it all. Come here, my little ham hocks. Come along. I've got formula. I've got candy. Drat. Ah, oh, I have a, I, I have, I have a fresh binky free of drool. Yes, yes, that's right. Come this way. Come to your father, who is also you. That's right. Don't you dare turn. Don't you dare turn your backs on me. Keys win every time, Darren. Don't you know that? <laughs> <laughs>
Of course I do. That's why I brought even bigger keys. And you think we didn't bring even bigger keys? No. No, my, 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 my precious selves, my babies, my company, my, 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 my legacy. The eyes have it. Darren Hutchinson is stripped of his duties at Laramie Industrial Mining. The shareholders, uh, and only the shareholders, will meet tomorrow morning to decide on a new CEO. I will kill you all. You can't make threats like that anymore, Darren. You're just a regular person now. <gasps> <laughs> and so ends the tragic tale of Darren Hutchinson. The moral? I don't know. I've never worried about my legacy because I will never die. Anyway, tune in next week for the story of a brutally oppressive head rioter and radio presenter who was murdered in his sleep. Good night and pleasant nightmares. 